Welcome to Voices from the Mountain, a new podcast featuring interviews, poetry, music, and teachings offered by the countless talented and dedicated souls who have been inspired by the magic of Lama Foundation. We wanted to kick off our podcast series with a little background about Lama Foundation. It seemed fitting that we should leave this to one of its founders, Asha Greer. I sat down with Asha last week to an ambling conversation that wove in and out of topics, always landing back at the point that community plays an important, though lacking, role in our culture. Here are some excerpts from that interview. Well, I think that actually what's missing in our society is the overarching understanding of what sharing lives is. And when we started the Lama Foundation, we were putting it under a kind of a spiritual heading because basically, you know, in the 50s, you weren't, you didn't talk about God or love. I mean, that wasn't cool. In the 60s, that's about all anybody talked about. And at Lama, we developed a culture that was a culture of community. It was a culture of community that lived in separate buildings but ate all the meals together, shared a kitchen, shared prayer, shared work a lot because we were trying to build the place. And in the process, we learned a great deal about what we had and what we didn't have. We first blocked ourselves off from from the, quote, outer world. And um, very slowly, the (laughs) outer world kind of invaded in the way of telephones and You know, eventually in came the uh, computers and then the cell phones. And so there's a a very strong, instead of the fence that we had to put up to keep the cows out, we didn't put up the fences so much to keep people out, but it did keep people out too. We began to interact with the outer world and the idea of community is coming up all the time. There's so many people who want to start communities and I have seen many, many people buy land, choose a few people to start community with, and within a month or two, they're not liking each other because it's like getting married to be in, being in a community. So this whole element of being ready to share and to not just have the nuclear family be the only entity that is part of the enlarged group because it's very hard for one person to take care of the social needs of one other person. And it used to be that like there would be seven or eight people in a household. Maybe there were servants, maybe there was a big family, but people learned how to move in and around each other's ways and it wasn't like there was a big choice. There weren't that many alternatives. We didn't have cars, we didn't have you know, everybody didn't have a, we didn't have trains and airplanes for heaven's sakes. And so now people can separate from their families, which is the natural group. And people can move into cities and live next to people that they'll never see or they never have any exchange with. 
don't even know. I mean, there are people in apartment buildings who don't know the names of the people who live next to them. I think the attachment that we have to rebuilding the kitchen has to do with the fact that the kitchen grew out of the main building. We built the main building first because we knew that people, once they got their own house, that that the kind of separateness would grow. Because before, everybody had to really work and work hard. But as soon as people get comfortable, then there's, you know, more fun things to do. You know, you don't have to chop so much wood or you don't have to drive down the mountain for some place to stay. The people who were thinking about the kitchen were thinking about it where the um, music room is now. The, it was the space that was the music room and what's now the, the washroom because there was just a long sink at the end on the one side of the wall into the bathroom. But but they were going to put a refrigerator right next to a sink and right next to a, a stove, and then there was the door out, and that was the kitchen. And I've never been that big a cook. I run kitchens, but I was never, like, cooking was not a big thing for me. But I, said, but I thought to myself, these guys have never really cooked because there wasn't any consideration of counter space or movement in the room or storage of food or anything. So I kind of crossed my eyes and said, I don't think that's going to work. And the next day they had a design pretty much based on, you know, the, the dome of the, of the um, Lama Central. And there you are. And it went up very, very fast. There was a point at which Steve came back from, um, he'd left for quite a while and he came back and, and he had the idea of wanting to make a group of little, like, not casitas, but I, I don't know what the buildings people would live in around these places. And I kind of nixed it because, because I thought if people were living there, there couldn't be any practice. You know, doors would close and open, children would always be in Lama Central, and it wouldn't be a quiet place. And I had always thought Lama was like a gampa, was like a quiet place. You know, the Lama Central was a place which was kind of supposed to feel holy and sacred and quiet. I don't have those same opinions. What I really think was that was a great idea in terms of forming community, and he had been in Jerusalem for a few months, and so I think he felt that community feeling that exists in, in Jerusalem. And that community feeling is basically what I'm interested in, in people experiencing with each other, because I think it breaks down the barriers in, a, in a, such a transient society. And it builds tolerance. You know, it builds a lot of tolerance. So for me, what Lama is, is a, is a chance for people to be in community, to find out what's wonderful about community, to find out what's terrible about community, to find out what's hard about it, and what it takes care of. So the Lama Foundation is a spiritual training place in the sense that it breaks down the ego structure if you're going to stay there. And it makes it possible for you to see your own flaws and other people's flaws in a way that becomes very revealing and is very demanding in the same way that marriage is. I feel that this kind of sharing is one of the most important things on both the spiritual path but also on the, on the human path 
to be able to surrender to the fact that people are as they are and that nothing will change them except their own wish to change. I honestly feel that basically what the people who have stayed there for, I don't know how long it's, I mean, some people get a lot of, out of it for just two weeks or two months because they've learned that there are practices you can do that help you to wake up, that there are helpers on the way, and it's easier if the help comes if there's some human body around. A book, a book can be helpful, but I mean, we are each other's teachers and each other's friends, and generally Lama has a few really kind people. I mean, it does draw really kind people. So there's always someone that you can talk to, you know, if you're willing to be humble enough to say to somebody, I need somebody. I used to go put my head on uh, people's shoulders. Sometimes it was somebody who was much shorter than me because I was six feet around, six feet at that time. I just put my head on somebody's shoulder and I say, I need a mother right now. Can I just put my head here, you know, and I even have to bend down. But generally the person would let me just stay there for a little time until I could just be okay again after, you know, take a little bit of a rest from being someone. Re- recently I heard, I got this wonderful mon- mantra from a Tibetan teacher named Sogi, Sokni Rinpoche, which is, so what, who cares? Totally not PC mantra, but everybody should be able to go into that place for 20 minutes, half an hour a day, no matter how PC they have to be by their conscience, is it to take time out, find out who is it inside of you who's caring so much about this. I mean, it's like going back into geological time, you know, and we're such little dots on the horizon, but every dot has its importance and every human has their importance. Thank you for tuning in to Voices from the Mountain. For more information about Lama, go to lamafoundation.org. To learn about these podcasts, live sunsets, and how to join the Enliven Connect Rebuild campaign, please visit us at lamaconnect.org. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Stay connected and tune in next time. This podcast has been brought to you by Lama Foundation, the Hot Mahatmas, and Tracy Cates.